Hello, podcasters. This is your host, Mimi Jacks, welcoming you back to another episode of Improper Mimi, where we talk about some of the very things that have helped to empower women in all aspects of our lives, whether it's at home, work, or play. So be sure to subscribe and share with a friend so nobody has to miss a beat. Today, I want to welcome our guest, Michaela Pavone. Today, we're going to chat about, you know, some of the stuff that brings us joy. You know, some of this black girl magic, our, our, our um, passion for design and colors and, you know, just some of those things that make us happy. And as mothers and as working women, you know, what are those things that we do that we really enjoy and we hope others see in what we do that um, makes us happy? So... Michaela, if you could just maybe introduce yourself to our listeners today and tell us what it is you do and then why it is that you love it so much. Sure. My name is Michaela Pavone. As you said, I am a wife. I'm a mom of two. I live in Brooklyn, New York, originally from Chicago. I've been in New York for about 14 years now, I think, something like that. Yeah. Um, So I guess I'm a New Yorker now. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I am a wardrobe stylist and a designer, which is really strange for me to say because I have literally always wanted to be a fashion designer mm-hmm. um, and didn't think it could happen because I'm, I don't draw. Uh-huh. So, um, but here I am, fashion designer, wardrobe <laughs> stylist. Um, I really found a love for color and prints as a dancer when I was younger. And it just kind of spilled over into my everyday life, you know, wearing bright colors and bold prints are just part of my everyday and they have been forever. And I, I feel like whenever I wear things like that, it just bring me so much joy. And I wanted everyone to feel that same joy, mm-hmm. um, which is why I named my brand Dressed in Joy because I felt like it was kind of my way of spreading joy to other people to help them feel good and be happy in the things that they're wearing. Yeah. And, and I can notice that, you know, I, I've looked at some of your um, designs and, you know, some of the outfits and it definitely is, you know, like, Oh, spark of joy. of like, <laughs> you know, the florals and the, the polka dots and the colors it's, you know, it's part of that happiness, you know, that yes. it's different seeing it, you know, I love like, you know, clothing and decorating. And um, now that I'm working from home, you know, and I'm, I'm a planner, so I do a lot of planning and stuff, but working from home, I mean, it makes all the difference if I have like a, a bouquet of flowers on the table or if I have, you know, my favorite, you know, ice cream or outfit, you know, I yeah. see a lot of people, you know, come into work on, you know, all these virtual calls, like they rolled out of bed, <laughs> like I'm getting dressed today, you know, I'm a yes. jewelry, I'm gonna do something to brighten it up to um, at least to like set myself apart. You're like, I'm here, yeah. I'm to work, you know, uh, and to make yourself feel good. Yeah, I am an emotional dresser. So yes, you know, when I wake up in the morning, (laughs) I know some people plan their outfits, you know, the night before and everything. And I might just wake up and be like, what do I feel like today? (laughs) What I'm going to (laughs) wear. So I have to have a little more time to prepare for that. But yeah. (laughs) So actually, yeah, maybe we can talk a little more about what is a wardrobe stylist? You know, I don't know if um, everyone's in that world, but how does that work? Like, what do you do as a wardrobe stylist? 
So a few, I do a few things. So obviously I'm, I style my own lookbooks and I style myself for photo shoots, which um, a lot of times I work as an influencer. I work with brands and, and getting pieces from them. And I have to style those pieces for photo shoots and collaborations and such. But when I'm not working for myself, I also have clients who maybe are also doing a branding photo shoot to launch their brand or to have social media content. And I help them to style themselves in a way that, that will portray them in how they want to be viewed to the world. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if they want to portray, you know, a fun professional image, so they want to wear suits, but they don't want to wear a black suit. So I'm going to help them, figure out the best way to dress in order to um, portray the image that they want to show to the world. Yeah. Oh, good. And, and have you always done that? Like, um, um, kind of, right? <laughs> I feel yeah. like I've always been helping people with what to wear and how to wear it. Mm-hmm. Um, just randomly friends will buy something and be like, I have no idea what to wear with this. And I'm always the one to help them figure it out. And, you know, it's, I see things in my head. So I will see outfits. I'll see colors. I'll see prints together in my head. I'm like, okay, do it like this. And they're like, how do you, how do you do that? I'm like, I don't know. It's just here. And I, I say it. <laughs> right. You just had a vision. You're like, you know what? This would look really good together with that. Like you just kind of remember. Yeah maybe what else is in their wardrobe or you know you pull something else out be like do you have this because that would really exactly yeah match up with it oh man cool yeah I, I mean I like to have fun with it but you know I'm no definitely no stylist or designer myself so <laughs> <laughs> but in and even being able to do all of that um and you said you had um like a few little ones at home as well yes I have two little ones I have a two-year-old and a so seven-year-old oh yeah Wow. So I'm sure they help to keep you busy too as you're like running around. Oh my gosh. Probably I want to say last year when, um, you know, my husband runs marathons. So he trains every Saturday and then working nine to five. Saturday was really my only day to shoot, usually in the morning. So my kids were with me for almost every single shoot. That baby is in the stroller, kind of off to the (laughs) side so she could look at me and see me in her. In her peripheral while I was shooting. Yeah. Um, and the little one, uh, the bigger one was probably just hanging out on his iPad or something. But um, they're always kind of in and around. And I think Christian is my son, my seven-year-old. He's also a model. So okay. he's used to being in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. And then now recently within the last, I don't know, two months, he started picking up the camera. So now he's taking photos of me. You'll see some of those on my social media feed. He's taking pictures of me, of his sister, um, and of other people. People are asking to hire him now. So it's, it's wow. really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So they're kind of always involved in everything. Yeah. And that's great, like, keeping them involved because people are saying, oh, how, you know, I don't know how you did it, how you did it. And, and, and it's like, I did it because that's what I had to do, you know, like, yeah. that's what's normal. But yeah, taking that break and, and looking back and like, if you just come out of yourself and look at everything that you're doing, it is amazing that you're able to, to 
not just to have the kids at home in your space, but they're thriving, you know, like you're entertaining them or making sure that they entertain themselves, you yeah. know, that they're not killing well, each other, right? Exactly. Um, you know, you said your, your son is modeling too, so, and he's taking pictures, so he's learning and developing himself of different skills that, you know, have been instilled and encouraged by you by just letting him do what he likes. Um, and then, you know, dinner and design and husband and, you know, yeah. bedtime, bath time, <laughs> yeah. all of that stuff. And then like, so how do you juggle all of that? <laughs> it is, you know, and, and I've talked with people before about work-life balance and I'm like, yeah, that doesn't exist. Mm -mm. There is, you know, maybe you can have a work-life schedule or a work-life goal, but like a, like a 50, 50 balance, you know, I, I yeah. No, so it hard. doesn't happen. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's especially harder now because everybody's home all the time. Yeah. So, you know, but when Christian was in school, it was, you know, we had to get his work done during the day. And half the time I didn't get my own work done because I'm sitting with him, working with him. Then the two-year-old is running around in the background, screaming or doing that, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's a madhouse most days. It's really a madhouse. Like, I don't even know how I get anything done, but my husband is great. He takes the kids out sometimes to the park mm -hmm. so I can get some work done. Um, Elle, the two-year-old, she'll sleep for two to three hours in the afternoon, mm -hmm. like now. So I'll get some time <laughs> to, to get some work done. Yeah. And that's kind of really when I do it. Um, I'm, I'm an early riser. I get up at 5, 30, 6 o'clock in the morning most days, either to work out or to work. Mm -hmm. So I'll do that. And then in the evenings, I just do my best to be present with my kids and the husband. So I'm not like, just you know, active. working so much. But yeah, a lot of times that puts me behind. Mm -hmm. but you know, I, I do my best to stay as present as possible. It's really, really hard because when you're not present, you feel bad about not being present, but you feel good that you're getting your work done. Mm -hmm. When you're present, you feel good that you're being present, but you feel bad that you're not getting your work done. So it's like, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's almost like a no win, you know, situation. Yeah. Um, it's a no win, no lose. <laughs> if that that's true because when you're working for yourself or when you, when you're able to make your own schedule, then that's priceless in itself. Yeah. But then like you say, yes, then you're like, okay, how much time to dedicate to the kids and then their homeschooling and then to the family and to, you know, like home life. And is there anything that you do for fun that you're like, you know what, I'm going to take this time for myself. <laughs> uh, not a whole lot, honestly. Mm -hmm. my, my workout time has become like my personal time, mm -hmm. which is maybe like 30 to 45 minutes, um, four to five times a week yeah in the mornings and sometimes just creating content is fun for me True. so creating cute little videos and that that's fun it's therapeutic mm -hmm. doing photo shoots is fun and it's tiring yeah but it's fun for me so that's kind of like maybe shopping i like to shop <laughs> <laughs> a little retail maybe <laughs> Now, do you miss uh, shopping out in the stores or you're like, you, do you still go out to the stores or are you mostly online? Uh, no, I still go. 
good, good, good. <laughs> no, I haven't, you know, I don't go as often as I used to, obviously, but uh-huh. um, I did go thrifting to thrift store maybe a month ago. Uh-huh. And oh man, that was great. That was so good. <laughs> yeah. And you do I that here in New York time. or do you like travel? Yeah. yeah. No, here in New York. Uh-huh. Oh. I'd love to travel back home to Chicago because I feel like they have the best thrifting. Oh man. Yeah, I did some here in New York. Got some great stuff. Mm-hmm. And I go to stores and I usually try to go weekday mornings when it's not really very crowded. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I haven't been, you know, I don't think I've really been to a store and I don't know how long. <laughs> <laughs> I went to um I did some stuff online, but when I went to go visit some family in Boston. They were like, oh, let's go here or there. I was like, mm, no, I just came to like visit. I'm just chilling. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm good. I am so good. <laughs> um, and so everything right now during COVID, we really don't have that much. Well, I can't even say travel time because there's there's really not that much travel or destinations to go. Don't remind me. <laughs> my gosh <laughs> i know i had some trips planned this year and i was like mm, yeah we're gonna have to cancel that postpone that it's yeah gonna happen yeah um i travel used to travel all the time i was on the plane on a plane at least oh, wow. once a month once every other month and i have not been to an airport in <laughs> today makes 365 days Really? A whole year? A whole year. And I'm losing my mind <laughs> because I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, I'm going crazy right now. I'm used to being on a plane. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All the time. So. Yeah. I think the last time I was on a plane was in December um, mm. 2019 with a family wedding. And, and ever since then, I mean, I've been on Amtrak. I've rented a car, I've been on Amtrak, you know, so I've done some local trips, but besides that, no, yeah, I haven't been on a plane myself, haven't really gone anywhere. Yeah, it's depressing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely. And um, so with your uh, Design by Joy, how did you come up, I mean, no, Dressed, so with um, Dressed by Joy, yes, yes, yeah. So how did you, um, I know it was a passion of yours, but mm-hmm. what made you make that leap or jump into um, going into business for yourself to like, I mean, you know, like an entrepreneur to like say, this is what I want to do and I'm going to make it happen. So I had a shop um, where I was a buyer and I purchased clothing from other brands mm-hmm. and that was like my first foray into entrepreneurship. And that also was something I always wanted to do, but I wanted a physical boutique, but I'm, you know, back in the, you know, in these times, what what, were yours at 2015, I started, which is like, it makes more sense to start online because less capital needed, et cetera. So I started that way and it was just, oh, so much fun being able to shop, mm-hmm. find all these new brands and new prints and new design. It was just, oh, it was so much fun. I loved every second of it. And then came the actual marketing and selling of it. And that was <laughs> really, really difficult. I mean, 
I would sell, make maybe like three or four sales a month. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I still have bins of those clothes here from 2016, 2017, because it was really difficult. Um, And so I made the hard choice to shut that shop down when Elle was a baby, because I didn't have the energy to put more into that and it just keep failing. Mm -hmm. So it was really difficult because I felt like that was a piece of me and I had to let it go. And so um, during that time, I just kept thinking about hoodies. Like I wanted to do a hoodie. I kept, oh, maybe I can do some words on some t-shirts or, you know, something easy is what I kept telling myself. But None of that ever worked for me. I tried putting some words on a t-shirt and <laughs> phrases and messages, whatever. None of that worked. Mm-hmm. So then I thought I saw somebody wearing a hoodie once and it was just printed all over. And I'm like, oh, wow, that would be cool. And it was just a literally that quick of a thought and didn't think about it again. Uh-huh. And um, a few months later, I thought about it again, like, oh, I really want to do that, but I don't know how. <laughs> it was gone again. Oh, yeah. And then um, it came around again, and I'm like, okay, let me just figure this out. And so I found a, des- a design it's with some colors and stuff that was really inspiring to me. And I sent that over. I hired a designer. Mm-hmm. I sent that to the designer, graphic designer, and told her, okay, these are the colors. This is kind of what I have in mind. Let me see what you can do. So she sent it back to me, and it was absolutely horrible. I mean, it was so ugly. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so this is a failure and I'm not going to do this. And then I thought, don't give up. Yeah. Just give her more direction. Maybe draw something a little bit. Do what you can do. Uh-huh. So I did that and I sent it back to her. And then she came back with this. Like the print, I almost fainted. It was so good. Wow. Uh-huh. And... um I put it on a hoodie. I didn't tell anybody. Uh-huh. It was around November. I put it on a hoodie. Didn't tell, I didn't even tell my husband or my oh. best friend. I didn't tell anybody. I was so nervous about it because I didn't want any negative thoughts to get into my head about it. I didn't want to tell yeah. somebody and they say they didn't like it. And then I'm like, oh, well, I shouldn't have done, you know. Yeah. You wanted to. Just- so I just did it. Just do it. Uh-huh. So I had it sent to me, and when I first got it, I didn't really like it, which is strange to say, but I didn't like it. And then I got home, and I tried it on, and I fell in love. I mean, and I took a picture of myself in it, in the mirror, like a selfie, and sent it to a couple of my friends. And like, oh, my God, I want one, I want one, I want one. And then it just wow. turned into this huge thing. I posted it on social media and literally sold 70 in a weekend. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, what? I mean, I was crying every time an order came in. Uh-huh. And this is, mind you, I was at work, at, sitting at my desk. And every time an order came in, I was crying because oh. I just couldn't believe that people <laughs> were ordering it that much. 70 in a weekend. And I was just like, wow. And people are probably like, what's wrong with her? Like, what's going on? And I know. I'm just, there's a joy, there's a just happiness. I'm just happy. <laughs> there's a joy, guys. Yeah. So that's just kind of how it all happened. Yeah. 
Amazing. Yeah. And see, and you didn't give up, you know, like it, it's interesting because when you even say um, that you didn't draw, but so you went out and you got someone to, to draw the design for you. But then the yeah. first one was not to your liking at all. Oh, but it was terrible. Like feeding her info, you know, just to, because even, you know, sometimes at work for me, it's like, why can't these people understand what's in my mind? It's like, yeah. it's as day to me, but yeah. you know, okay, let, you, you, yeah, just work with them, give them the little bits and pieces, feed it to them and then get that result that you want. And then mm -hmm. and just pick off from there. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I know a lot of women have ideas and visions and they want to start a company or they want to pursue one of their passions. And I think fear of um, what maybe other people would think or of if they're not going to like it does come into play sometimes because yeah. um, you have this idea and you're just so excited about it, but then you don't want anyone else to like dim your shine at all. Um, but yeah, good that you kept, that you pursued it, you kept going with it. And so now how long have you been um, doing, you know, yeah, how long have you had like uh, Just Enjoy? Um, it's been about 10 months since November of last year, like early November okay, is yeah. when I started selling the initial print and I've made one, two, three, I'm on my fifth print now. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, like before and during COVID. <laughs> so have you seen like any changes, you know, from those first early like winter months until like throughout this summer or it really has been since it's mostly online that it's still been thriving. Oh, it's gotten even better. I, I cannot complain at all. Um, I mean, I think partly because I've gotten more comfortable with promoting myself. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, I wasn't really that comfortable with it. So or I felt like people would get tired of seeing it, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Doubting myself still. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't pushing it as hard. But then when I realized that people are home and aside from wanting to be comfortable, they also want to be cute because what if they have to go to the store or what if they have to sit on a Zoom call or, you know, whatever, yeah. um, this makes it easy for them to do both. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I transitioned from just hoodies into spring and summer with T-shirts and um, now biker shorts and tank tops and crop tops, you know, yeah. so many different things that I never even, I literally thought I was just going to be designing hoodies. And now it's <laughs> full on athleisure wear with yoga pants and sports bras. So yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's so taken a life of its own. Cool. And have you thought about what are those next steps? Like, so you've expanded into athleisure wear and um, where do you see yourself going with this? Like, how else are you, like, inspiring people? Um, well, I designed a dress, mm -hmm. and it's gorgeous. It is. But the only problem with the dress is that I waited two years to have someone make it for me, so the fabric is no longer available. I have been on a mad search to find similar fabrics in order to get this produced somehow I don't know how I don't know how much it's going to cost yeah. I don't know any of that but mm -hmm. um if I've learned anything over the last 10 months <laughs> it's figure it out figure out what you can first and then work on the rest later 
Okay, yeah. Or the rest will figure itself out later. Yeah, yeah. Get it in motion and then everything else will come alongside it. Exactly. And eventually I do want to have my own full line of um, separates, dresses and skirts and everything that you can mix and match because I know that people... I feel like people love seeing prints and love seeing other people in prints and colors, but they just feel so intimidated and don't know, either don't know how to put it together themselves or don't think it's going to look good on them. So I feel like it's my job to help people figure (laughs) that out. I can help you figure it out. (laughs) Like even when you talk about like mixing, so mixing prints, you know, Mm -hmm. like having, would you recommend like even having, you know, like a polka dot print and a, um, I don't know, a stripe or paisley or like floral and actually mixing it up so that it's not just one thing, but like you say, you have options, you know, have fun with it. Yeah, totally. So my newest print, my newest two prints for Rest and Joy, it's a floral print that I literally like hand placed everything and did the colors and everything myself and the other one is like a a lilac and orange leopard print Mm -hmm. and they can be mixed together so i designed it that way so that you can mix and match whatever if you want a leopard print um hoodie with the floral joggers you can do that and you can wear them together and they'll look Mm -hmm. like it's the perfect outfit like they were made for each other and which because they were and then (laughs) Um, the dress that I designed is actually a floral print on one side and it's reversible and it's a black and white kind of dotted print on the other side. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then the, the belt also has the other print. So it's, it's, everything is mix and matchable. I know that's not a phrase, <laughs> but I just, we're going to, we're going to roll with that. That's right. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> oh, cool. What would you say would be kind of something challenging besides sourcing the fabric, you know, Mm -hmm. from getting it from dream state thought in your mind to actually on the, the, on the site, promoting it, you know, like what are some of those challenges that, that you come up against? Um, probably myself, honestly, Mm -hmm. just, you know, believing that, people will want to buy it. Mm-hmm. And I literally just today, I've been sitting on a pair of leggings that I ha- that I designed and had sent to me. I've had them for at least three weeks. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't think people would like it. Oh. I didn't show it. Mm-hmm. Put them on today and just kind of took a little... 15 second video of myself and stories. And I got like 10 DMs within the first 15 minutes to say, I want that. I want that. I want that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I just have to get past myself sometimes, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just wake up thinking, be like, look, I'm awesome. Everything I do is awesome. <laughs> Let me strut out here in these leggings and see what people think. Right. <laughs> And being an influencer, you have that capability. Like people see what you're doing and they're like, Ooh, I like that. If, if Michaela's rocking that, then I want to do that too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, yeah. That's still kind of like strange to me, but uh-huh. I guess that's, it comes with the territory. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
um, people just, you know, see what they like and they, they gravitate towards it, gravitate mm -hmm. towards you. <laughs> Would you, um, let's see, I was um, thinking about uh, like, like branding, you know, like how you were talking about for your clients, you know, like, um, you know, I did some photos with my daughter not too long ago. She's grown. I used to take her with me everywhere, but she's 26 now. Mm. And I see where she has kind of picked up on her own desires of wanting to do things, march down her own path. But we, we did some photos together and she's like telling me, do this, do that. And I'm like, okay, all right. So now you <laughs> me what to do. I'm like, okay, I get it. And um, so as you're building those brands for your clients, you know, are they receptive i mean they i would hope so because they're coming to you for your guidance you know yeah i think they come to me because um either one they love color and they love prints and they're not afraid of any of it but they're just not sure how to make it work for them mm -hmm. so i'm kind of there to guide them a little bit or two they like color and they like prints don't really wear them mm. but they'd like to and just need a little help and guidance yeah um or it's somebody who doesn't even care about colors and prints but just they just need help putting their clothes together which i it's, you know i'm not always just about how i style myself yeah. um i really look at my client and figure out oh, what is this person's personality if, if I know them personally and if not then I'll ask them what their personality is what they want to portray what they like what they don't like I, I just get as much information as I can in order to um, basically get a visual image of them in my head mm -hmm. that I can put clothes on okay. so when I'm when I'm scrolling and I'm looking at clothes I'll look at the person in my head and I'm like nope that's not gonna look good and I'll keep scrolling like that's just kind of how my brain works for me when it comes to styling a client. I yeah. really try to take in as much information as I can to um, put them in the outfit that's going to make them feel the best. And I, it, it doesn't matter. Like I said, I, I, I've styled a client in all black before, but you know, it, it really just, the most important thing to me is to make them feel good so that it comes across in their photos. Yeah. And, and feeling good definitely would come across in the photos because I mean, if they feel like they're on top of the world, you know, and, and they trust your styling and they're like, okay, I like these prints, but I don't know about putting them together. But once you, know, <laughs> you say, yeah, it looks good. Or once they have that, you know, third party or an outside opinion that would give them that boost of confidence, you know, that's that confidence that they need to, to strut yeah. around and enjoy themselves. Everybody wants to feel good. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of the things I talk about, like on the podcast, usually have to deal with empowering women either at home or work or play. And, um, and when we're focused on work, you know, we could be putting everything into work. And you even made mention of it before, too, of, um, the attention that goes to the kids and the attention that goes to work, but having um, a supportive partner and doing all of that, it, it, you know, and I'm sure that's not easy either. Like, you know, how do you guys juggle, like you say, each having your own goals and, um, but being able to come together and doing that, like 
tag teaming and um, well I'm lucky because my husband works in fashion oh good yes <laughs> not only he does he work in fashion but he also works in social media so he understands 100% of what I'm doing right now mm-hmm. and he can help me usually he, even though he works in men's fashion he can help me kind of direct where I need to go or give me yeah. advice on this or that. So, um, and it's all stuff that he loves also. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we talk about this stuff together and we'll get excited about the yeah. next launch or, you know, how we're going to market this or how we're going to do our Facebook ad or something like that, because it's, yeah. it's the stuff that he loves too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, oh, it's good bonding for us. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it's a work of passion. And if you're both like passionate about it, then it almost makes the work fun, you know, because it's something that you're truly are both rooting for each other to win at because you're like in this, you're both in it to win it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, one of the, the first ladies I had on episode, you know, we were talking about that jump from being from going from corporate to um, being an entrepreneur and her husband working construction and she worked a long time in like um, office management and design, you know, in a, in a corporate atmosphere and ended up taking that shift and jumping and working in like a family business. So that was a big thing of how do couples work together? It's like you live together, you work together, you're encouraging each other. But then also sometimes people that work it on your nerves and yeah. person at work is their partner. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you guys like set boundaries and you know like take that break? You're like, oh, it's my me time, you know, I'm out, you know, I'll be back. <laughs> well, like I said, he's um he runs marathons. So yeah. um as a runner, he will go out and run whenever he needs to. So he runs probably about six days a week. Oh nice. And whether it's five miles or fifteen miles. Mm-hmm. that is usually his time to to think to whatever it is you know he just kind of that's that's his time to do that yeah and you know if he's having a particularly rough day where we're all annoying him then <laughs> he will get out in the evening and go for his run or go for a walk with the dog or you know do something like that Go hang out with his boys. I don't do that as often because um, a lot of times I find just being in my office, which is really our bedroom, um, <laughs> uh-huh. I find that that just kind of levels me out and keeps me calm. Yeah. So. Well, that's good to have a sanctuary, even if it's your bedroom. At least it's a place that you know is your like go away and um, regroup. You know, rejuvenate place and time and. Yeah. Let's see. Is there anything else that you want to um, to share about your experience, or um, or maybe even something that people don't know about you? You know, something that um, you find. You know, I keep saying joy, but you know, it, it's just so appropriate. But <laughs> something that you find joy in, and that um, you know, just you know, it helps you to get through the day. I mean, these we've been through so many challenging oh times. Oh my gosh. You know, this year that, you know, just having that, you know, go to thing or place or thing, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, knowing what it is, is priceless, you know, it's helpful. So. Uh, well, a lot of people probably know this because I do share it on my Instagram, but um, 
I mentioned it earlier that I'm a dancer mm. and I've been dancing hula and a Polynesian dance since I was like eight years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, that's a big part of me. And again, a big part of why I love print so much because we would dance in these beautiful red and yellow costumes with green ferns on our heads and, you know, just so much color all the time. And um, it's to the point that like, if I'm having a bad day or if things are stressful for me, Mm-hmm. I can listen to Hawaiian music and it will change my mood completely. I mean, uh, I'm on the other side of the spectrum after <laughs> I listen to some Hawaiian music because <laughs> it's so calming and I can, you know, visualize myself dancing or just listen to the music and it's just, it just takes me off. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. And I love that. I mean, that is, you know, when we talk about Black Girl Magic, we just don't realize the full spectrum of mm-hmm. everything that, you know, we participate in. Yeah. You wouldn't normally think of, you know, a Black woman doing hula dance or Polynesian dance and, no. um, and to find joy in it and to listening to different types of music. Uh, and how did you get into that? You, you started at a very young age. I did, yeah. So my cousin was a dancer and when I was four, I don't know how she got into it, but when I was four, we went to her, she had like a graduation performance or something. Yeah. So we went to that and I just remember sitting there like this the whole time, like (laughs) mouth wide open, just staring completely in awe. Uh And I knew I wanted to do that, but I was super shy. Uh So I didn't, I would not go to classes would not go until a friend of mine my best friend at the time she went with me to a class Mm -hmm. because her sister was also dancing so the two of us went together she dropped off after maybe the second class but at that point i was hooked yeah so and it was in chicago in chicago yeah my teacher um was born in hawaii to a military in a military family so she moved around a lot and she um would always find a hula dancer wherever she went Mm -hmm. and then when she settled in chicago with her husband she found someone there um a hawaiian man and something happened i'm not sure exactly what happened but he stopped teaching her so she was like you know what and she thought it was because she was black because she's black and filipino but she was really brown skinned and um she thought it was because she was black that he wouldn't teach her anymore mm-hmm. so she um was like all right well i'm just gonna teach all the black kids in my neighborhood how to do the hula i'll show you we're gonna I'll have some. <laughs> And that's what happened. We had a huge group. At one point, there was probably about 40 of us from ages of five to my mom, who I don't even know how old she was at the time, maybe (laughs) 50-something, dancing hula. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Do you keep in touch with any of them now? Like, are are they still dancing? Or anyone you know still dancing hula? I don't know. Yeah, you know what? I do have a friend in Chicago who's still dancing. Um, she teaches her nieces and nephews and some of their friends. And then I have some, I have a friend who lives here in Brooklyn. She moved here. She doesn't really dance as much, but, um, we, 
been friends since we were eight. We dance, have been dancing together since that long. Oh. Well, you know, in this uh, world of COVID, you know, everything's online and virtual, as if you have to spare time for it, but you can have a virtual who dance class, you know, and I'm oh, sure. Oh, yeah. I, and, I already have a, a sign up mailing list oh. in my bio where people can sign up for the class, which hasn't happened yet. It's supposed to have been happened for like three months now. <laughs> hasn't happened, but I'm planning on doing it this month. Oh, well, I want to sign up for that, you know, you yeah, know, so yeah. I get my little hula dance on. I've done some, um, some workouts, some, I, I mean, I usually ride my bike and I'm just picking up jogging just now, but oh, yeah. I love like doing like Afro beats, you know, like there'll be a class or a fitness, Afro fitness. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> In the living room. I'll be like, okay, let me not jump too much, but <laughs> Uh, but yes, I will definitely sign up and I would encourage any of our listeners to also sign up. So if they yes. hear this in time, you know, to, to get a little bit of culture and get some movement in this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so cool. Oh, Michaela, thank you so much for your time. And, you know, I, and I, I love talking to women and hearing their stories because we all have different journeys. Like, you know, the way and the reason that where we are today um, has so much to do with what we've been through and just looking ahead and the vision to see what else we can do going forward, you know, so I'm excited to see more what's going to be happening with Dressed in Joy with your prints. Oh, thank you. And um, spreading your prints around town and around <laughs> the world, you know, let people, you know, pick up on this and yes. fly, you know. <laughs> yeah, so cool. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, anytime, you know, I, I look forward to our dance class too. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that wraps it up for another Improper Mimi episode with your host, Mimi Jacks. I hope that everyone was able to take away something from today's episode about finding your joy where you are. Whether you are a mother, entrepreneur, designer, wife, hulu dancer, or all of the above, be sure to embrace the joy in your life. It's not always easy out here, but believe in yourself and you will go a lot further today than you did yesterday. Be sure to check out Michaela's website, MichaelaPabone.com, and peep her designs at Dressed in Joy. Get on that mailing list so we may be able to join together in a virtual hula and Polynesian dance class. Stay tuned as well for the next Improper Mimi episode, where I am joined by some awesome Gen Xers, a Gen Y, and even some inspirational millennials. We are going to mix it up a bit and have a book club reveal of I'm Still Here, Black Dignity in a World Made for Whiteness by Austin Channing Brown. I was so impressed by the thoughts and feelings of hope from these young ladies, and I can't wait to share it with you all too. Until then, be safe out there, continue to advocate for black lives, and take good care of yourselves as well. Ciao.